Welcome to the Mark McSee Supersonic Food Marketing Podcast, brought to you by BDO, the trusted accountancy and advisory firm. BDO really are the go-to team to help your hospitality business succeed, providing expert support and advice across all your corporate finance, due diligence, tax and accounting needs. BDO have been a champion of our industry for many years and are really proud to support many of the best brands in hospitality. If you want to make sure your business is in the safest of hands financially, BDO would love to take you for a coffee to understand your business vision so that they can help you get there. Get in touch today at bdo.co.uk to chat about how BDO can help take your hospitality business to the top and please say that I sent you. Supersonic. 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 From Supersonic Inc., this is the Mark McSee Supersonic Marketing Podcast. The rocket fuel podcast for food, drink, and hospitality businesses everywhere. Listen up. Tell all your friends and share with your colleagues. Every single episode is packed full of tips, tricks and advice on how you can make your brand boom. So this is the big one. This is the special and I'm being a little bit selfish here in that it's not really about food or food marketing. It is a tiny bit. But I just had the chance meeting with a true godlike genius who is Alan McGee. So for those of you that don't know, Alan grew up in Glasgow and came down to London as a young man and he started being in bands and putting on club nights and all the rest of it. And then he started this incredible record label, which was basically the soundtrack to my entire life which is Creation Records. So you might know that name, but Alan is most famous for discovering Oasis at King Tut's Wawa Hut in Glasgow. Uh, Just a chance meeting that they were on the bill and he just signed them up straight away. Also, he's discovered bands and, you know, been part of their career as well. Primal Scream, Teenage Fan Club, My Buddy Valentine, and, 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 you know, all the way through Super Furry Animals, Boo Radley's Ride, you name it, he's had a part in it. And now he's has a management career managing bands like Happy Mondays as well. So really exciting stuff that he's done throughout his life. I don't think the time we spend together is going to be enough, but to just spend some time with him and have a chat, I'm really blessed. And although it's a special and it's a little bit off topic, I hope you really sort of get into his life story which is going to be made into a movie soon and you really get to grips with you know what it means to be an entrepreneur in business what it's like to operate in that sort of showbiz world and just any tips about if you've got a dream go after it put great things out into the universe and it will happen So it gives me the most mother of creation pleasure ever (laughs) to introduce my next guest, Mr. Alan McGee. Hello, Mark. Hello. (laughs) I'm good. Uh, Thanks for turning up and and being here today. Okay. So uh, we don't really know each other that well, but hopefully we'll change that. Um, 
And I guess the other week I went to see you speaking. Oh yeah, in Worthen. Ah, that was a good wee gig. It was great. Uh, I like Worthen actually, to be honest. Aye, it's a nice place. The pier's looking good. They've got a, quite a good few music venues as well, right? Yeah. And um, there's uh, I can't remember who was playing. It's somebody like the Blue Tones. I think are playing quite soon. And Jesus Jones, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I manage so the Blue Tones. Do you? Yeah, yeah. Holy yeah. shit! <laughs> All right. Well, they, well, you know they're playing there. So yeah. So I guess we're going to talk about you. And stuff. So, I, I, do we not talk about food? We're going to talk about food as well, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, we'll, we'll go actually to the present day. So, is the, the movie's just wrapped? It's it's a stop filming. Uh huh. They're going to start editing, and um, I think I'm told I have no matter yet. But there's a girl that edits all Danny Boyle's films is, right. is is doing the editing, and I'm told that apart from like you and Bremner getting it right. It is the most important part of the film now, right. the edit, really, to be honest. You yeah. Know. But I know you and Bremner's actually got me right. It's like, it's unbelievable. When I've, I mean, I've only been down the set about four times, but he has 100% got me. Yeah. You know I mean? It's kind of frightening, you know what I mean? You know? Well, the pictures look great, and the old yeah, cardigan yeah. on, and the, the, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. It's up, good. You know, the, it's really the good. Top. Great actor. Oh, aye, smashing. So, going back then, so you're going in these speaking tours at the moment. So, yeah. started out. Was it Irvin? Was that the first time you did it at Freckfest? No, it was one, and I've always done them. I used to do about four, five a year for uh-huh. like main thing, mainly things like the BIM school. Yeah, and yeah. They're, they're all over. I'll come and do one in Manchester. Come and one do one in Dublin, kind of thing. I don't think I've ever done Brighton. Do one in London. I used to do about five a year mm-hmm. for music business mainly. Do you know what I mean? Or colleges, and then uh, and then last year. Me and Rob, uh, that's my pal, was a memorabilia guy. He went, let's do one at the British Music Explosion in November. I didn't think any more of it. I went, yeah, yeah, whatever, let's do one. Yeah. We done one, it sold out, it went up on the internet, and we got offered off the back of that Irvin uh-huh. and uh, Helensborough. Great. And they sold out. And then off the back of that, an agent then got in touch with me and went, I'll be your agent, I can get you 50. And I thought, oh, that's... Good, he's young. Let him go. <laughs> and he got me fifty-two. Great. So you know, so there's a real kind of basic demand for not just me. The Q and A thing, that whole it's a bit like podcasts. It's like mm. suddenly the Q and As are like it's becoming a real thing. Well, yeah. you went to one. It's yeah, yeah. like people are into it, and that was even a well, that was a poorly attended one in Worthing. You know, we only got about 50, 60 people that mm. one, but usually. 150 and then a really good one, 250, you know. Brilliant. So it's pretty well attended. Aye. So going back then, uh, how long have you been in London? I've been in London since June 1980. Okay. Yeah. And big changes, obviously, since then. Oh, I mean, it's just a normal life, isn't it? I mean, I've like, you know, you know, what, what were you doing in June 1980? You're probably. Th- I was four. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, who were you born? Primary one. What age are you, Mark, now? 39? 40, 42. Oh, 40, Thanks right. for the, the, yeah, oh, the right, kind right, words. Right. Yeah. 42, aye. Getting the old salt and pepper beards happening and all that stuff, you know, <laughs> getting on. But, well, uh, well, yeah, I mean, it's just been a normal... You know, I came when I was 19 to London uh, in 1980. And it's been the ups and downs of, of a life. Well-travelled, I think, is the word for it. But it's right. like, I've had children, I've had different marriages. I've been homeless. yeah. You know, being a millionaire, blah blah blah. So I've, I've, you know, I've been lots of variations. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then so obviously you came down, you knowing Bobby and all that, yeah. and a bit of the Mary Chain and all that stuff, kind of back then. Came down. What was the moment that you started saying, right, I'm going to start this record label? 
I probably when I realised I could I could do it all myself, I just thought I'll just do it. It's a bit like this little speaking tour. Mm. Once I realised, oh, can I, I don't I don't have a tour manager or any bots. I just literally get in, you know, you know, book it all on my phone, book the hotel, mm-hmm. get a premier in, and you know, buy a train and just go and go and do my go and do it all myself. And I suppose it was the same idea with the record label. By 1982, I'd put out three of my own independent singles, and I realised, oh, I don't need anybody else. I mean, mm. I can put, I can fund this label via the club thing that I was running, at the living room, and uh, I can, I can put other people's records out. Maybe somebody else think it's good, and eventually they did. Aye, you know. And what about the name creation and all that? Like if I'm thinking of my, my marketing head on and my brand head and all that, where did that come from? Well, I nicked it off a of Paul Weller. Jam sleeve, all mod cons, because uh-huh. he, he had a seven-inch single called the create by the band called the Creation, great band uh-huh. for the sixties, uh, and it was Biff Bang Pow. The song was and, and making time, and uh, and I nicked it from there. So you nicked two things from that sleeve. Yeah, 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 I did. Yeah, 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 yeah I did. Yeah, well spotted. <laughs> got yeah. your got your money's worth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so who was the first band you're putting out then on Creation? Way back in the day, Aye. Uh, it was a guy that spent a lot of time in Brighton. Um, to very recently, it was a guy called Jerry Thackeray, okay. who um, was known as the legend. You know, and right. I put out Jerry's records. Why was he known as the legend? Because he was completely unlegendary, Mark. Oh, you know, you know? <laughs> and, and, and me being sick, decided to call him the legendary Jerry Thackeray, <laughs> and then he just get shortened to the legend. But that's how he ended up being called the legend. Brilliant. Yeah. And then from there, you spurred on. You know, what were you looking for in the next bands you were going out to see? What sort of characteristics? I didn't really know what I was looking for. I had in my head all oh, like I signed punk, punk attitude with psychedelic music. Mm. Sort of initially tried to do that, and probably if you look at it as a really long journey, you know, over the the nineteen years the label was or the seventeen years the label was around, um, I probably did manage to successfully do that. Do mm. you know what I mean? You know, it was kind of that's. I suppose it was like a psychedelic kind of music label with a punk, punk attitude. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Well, I remember um, I was dead chuffed one of the times. I think I was watching Upside Down, uh, the movie, and I realised one of your offices was across the road from Yo Sushi's head office where I worked. So I was totally like... Wait, was that, a was wee that nod. No, it was 73 Clerkenwell Oh, yeah, road. 83. I was 83, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, so across the road, yeah. and uh, yeah, just every day I was going past, there was a wee... A wee wink on the way past, you know. Was that after Hackney or before Hackney? That was after. Uh, that was after Hackney. No, that was before Hackney. Sorry, oh, yeah. it started in my house, then it ended up in Hatton Gardens. That's what I call that. Aye, that one, right in the corner of Hatton Gardens, with the broom cupboard literally, aye. and then we upgraded it to two wee rooms, and then we ended up in Hackney in a building, and then we were in Hackney in the building to February '95. And then yeah. we ended up in Primrose Hill. And did you work with, um, it was an agency I worked with, Yo Sushi, and I think they did a lot of the record covers called Intro. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Martin and all that, Martin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. I think he did do quite a lot. I think we got him in because it was a cheaper way to do the sleeves. We having an in-house sleeve designer. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he, he was, I think he was a little bit like, kind of like bemused by some of our behaviour. <laughs> you know? So what was that behaviour? I mean, so what was, was business drugs, like day to day? It was just mad, mad record company, you know what I mean? But yeah, he was probably a little bit like, oh, they're a bit, there's a bunch of psychos. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you run the business then? Well, we just we just kept putting out good records, and some of it was by the seat of pants, and then eventually, we all got sober. Right. Do you know what I mean? I got sober anyway. So was that like a 
a lot of people. It was just parties over. Let's. I think it was just. I think it's not called just getting older. Yeah, I think so. I, mean, I don't do anything now. Yeah, yeah. I'm off everything. Absolutely <laughs> everything. I'm off. I mean, even I feel guilty about taking a can of coke because it's got sugar in it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> That's kind of what story of my life. Now. I don't. Yeah. Do, I literally don't do a thing. You know. I, Swim every day, you know. Uh, well, just back on the intro stuff, I do remember them saying one of the best days of their life was when Noel and Liam split because they need two clients. I remember. Is that that right? yeah. going, yes, <laughs> so then just thinking about, um, you know, sort of the later days, obviously. So, you know, I, I could talk about creation forever, but we'll get into food and business and all that. And they can hear it in some other podcasts and come and see you speak and, and all that. So thinking about King Tut's Oasis, all the rest of it. I mean, what what was happening there? Just well, chance. I mean, when we when I bumped into Oasis, I mean, we were slowly going bankrupt. I'd done the deal with Sony in '92 when we were 100 percent going bankrupt, uh-huh. and Sony came in and bought 49 percent of it, um, gave me a load of money, and then they. We didn't really mend our ways, Mark. We were kind of mad people at that point. I was still heavily any drugs. And then I ran into Oasis, and then literally it kind of went like that, just as you think it's fucked. It went vroom, bang. And it's and it was up there for the next five or six years. Yeah, yeah. But you were sober throughout that time? I got sober in February 94. I'd, I was, I'd recorded the first Oasis album, and I was in the middle of getting it mixed with different... Mixers, and then I ended up. Uh, I went fucking mad, and uh, ended up in rehab, and then I started mixing the record from rehab, <laughs> <laughs> and which was- actually happened weirdly. You know what I mean? That, that, that shit went down. Nolan Marcus used to come into the rehab and play me the, you know, the play me the play the mixes. And it was at the third mix that ended up going. Yeah, it was the third. third it was Owen Morris. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it was Dave Batchelor. I scrapped that whole session, and then. Got re-recorded by Mark Coyle, and then it was mixed by Mark, and then I, I kept the record, but I uh, got rid of Mark's mix, and then, and then, uh, then I ended up in rehab, and then I think people were going, oh, "Fuck, how's it going to get made? McGee's not even around," and then they came and said to me, "Marcus, who's a good manager, actually, the, the, the Oasis manager, mm. still manages no Gallica, great guy," and uh, he said to me, "McGee, let's get Owen Morris." Mm-hmm. And I went, I wasn't that keen on it. And I was like, oh, really? And he went, no, I'm a mix on spec. I was like, all right, let's have a go. Nice. But that happened quite a few times. And I'm just thinking of being a business owner myself. When costs come in or things go wrong and you've got to repay for them. And so you had quite a few though. My Bloody Valentine was quite a labour of love and an investment as well. Yeah, that was a, well, that was about two or three years earlier. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you'd had your experiences of that already? Well, I don't think there's anything like making a record with Kevin Shields, you know what I mean? You know, <laughs> and a one-off experience. See, when you were on all the tours, and, you know, were you going out with a lot of the bands on Sometimes, tour as well? you know, when I was younger, I went on everything. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm, But I kind of started going out again, because I manage a few bands now, you know. And, um, you know, I kind of tend to be with Happy Mondays quite a lot. And, uh, you know, I was in Australia with the Mondays earlier on. Right. Was great, great crack, yeah. So that was leading to my next question then, just in terms of food then, yeah. food scene and all that. What are you, what was it like on the tours in the early days and catering and all that stuff and when you it, were out in cities, you know, what was going on there? Well, I mean, I can't really slag it off too much because, I mean, coming from where I come from, you know, the background I come from, right, I never knew about good food until my 20s, dude. Yeah. And uh, my mum wasn't a particularly great cook, uh, 
And then I get kicked out at 16 and then I had no money to eat properly. So I never really started eating properly till, I'm going to say 24. Yeah, you know, I'm 23, yeah. 24 when I was managing Mary Chain. And all these people were like trying to get me to, you know, you know, do this or do that. Yeah. You know, manage, manage somebody or, you know, just get me to work with different major record companies. And uh, I started getting taken to good restaurants then. So I was kind of late. To, to good food, I was definitely late to the party, you know, because I never really knew. I didn't have the money. I, I either didn't have the the upbringing, the social upbringing, and then um, for the from 16 to about 23, I didn't have any money, to, to be honest. And I always started making money when I joined the music business, for real. Yeah. And then suddenly, I was by 24, 25, I was like, I saw I was kind of liked food, you know, yeah. in quite a good way, and I liked good restaurants, you know. And you're right into your sushi and all that. Yeah, yeah I mean, I have sushi every single day, Mark. So, so what happened with that change in the diet? Was that just a well, full-on... No, that was colitis about two and a half years ago. I nearly died. And uh, and I thought, once I researched it, and it was it's literally, you can solve it by, you know, watching what you put, put in your body. Yeah, yeah. You know, I cut out everything. I cut out coffee, uh, meat, um, you know... I'm basically pescatarian. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I just, you know, I just really, really shaped my diet. To, yeah. It's mainly fishing, fishing uh, and rice that I eat every yeah. single day. Yeah. So it works for me, and I haven't had colitis in two and a half years. So ideal. You know, so I think we've probably found the answer. So what about the business side of things then? Did you have like a leadership style management style who were you looking up to in business you know any of these I wasn't things really to build business your team? People. I wasn't looking up to Indian business I, I was kind of looking up to people that I admired like Seymour Stein in America yeah. Malcolm McLaren Tony Wilson that's yeah. the people that Andrew Lou Goldham that's the people I thought were cool yeah do you know what I mean the, the business thing it's like I mean I mean I don't know I'm, I'm okay at business people some people think I'm really good at business I don't I think I'm okay mm-hmm. but I mean I mean our family, you know, like, you know, we, I've done okay, you know what I mean? It's like, I've got all the property, I've got about 10 houses, so it's all okay, you know what I mean? You know? Yeah, yeah. But I don't, you know, I don't see myself as a, a property developer, do you know what I mean? It's yeah. just like a guy that owns a load, of, a load of property. And what about leading the team and all that then? Did you, you know, were you kind of getting everybody together? Were you doing away days? Were you, or did just everyone just know what they needed to do or what was going on? Well, I mean, I suppose I did a lot. I, I mean, I, I don't want to call myself a leader, but I suppose I was a leader in some ways, you know what I mean? I had a, a direction. I definitely was my direction, yeah. you know what I mean? You know, and I set up the basic idea creation, which was 50-50 deals and stuff like that. But, I mean, I've just, I'm, I, I kind of make a lot of it up as I go along. Yeah. I always have done, you know? Yeah. So it's not really a plan. From Supersonic Inc., this is the Mark McSee Supersonic Marketing Podcast. Just a friendly reminder that this podcast is brought to you by the good folk at BDO. BDO have been long-term supporters of the hospitality sector and they are really passionate about supporting innovative entrepreneurs on their journeys and they also want to give you the right advice and support to grow your business. Just in case you don't know, BDO provides tailored advice to the sector across corporate finance, due diligence, tax and all accounting matters. BDO work tirelessly to give their clients the advice that they need when they need it to succeed. For more information on BDO and how they can take your business to the top, go to bdo.co.uk. Hashtag ad. And then just thinking about, you know, back to Glasgow as well, the food scene, 
there now. You know, <laughs> what's pretty good, yeah, actually. What what are you seeing when you're back up there? I was in next to the place next to Wagamama in that in the town. Was it called the Nippon Cafe or something? Like okay. Was that you know that I don't yeah. know I'm no I don't think it is called that. Right, right. It's the Japanese right next to Wagamama. I, I go there. Right. And, uh, and then there's lots of good I mean Glasgow's got good. Aye. Which well, is especially a bit odd. Was it was it was it good in the eighties? I just maybe I missed it. I don't think it was. No, because you had like Arby's yeah. McDonald's Burger King. You yeah, know, there yeah. wasn't much there, was there? Manny remember he was taking the piss out of me recently and he and he was on he was a I I'd get in for watching Black Grape and Sheffield and I was staying at the Hilton or something like that. And I got in and I put my computer on and it was Manny on a food programme. Did you see that? Oh, he was, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. He was on the Great British Menu. So menu. I was texting him yeah. going, and, just, and I, I get in about 11 o'clock and Manny had been on about 9 o'clock or something. So I was watching it on repeat. And I was going, Manny, anything for a free meal, blah, blah, blah. And he was like taking the piss back. And he went, he goes, listen, he goes, he goes, come to Manchester, right, next time, phone me, right. Aye. He goes, we've got some amazing fucking Scottish restaurants up here. And I went, really? And he went, yeah, they're called McDonald's. <laughs> he just pulled you in. Yeah. I was like, really, really? Um, no, there's like, there's like uh, Manchester's brilliant yeah. at the moment. Oh, no, Manchester's amazing. Aye. It's, 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 that whole town's amazing. You know, Glasgow's pretty good, but it's like, you know, but Manchester's like, I feel more comfortable in Manchester than I do in Glasgow, to be right. Yeah, I definitely do. Because it's just, you know, I've spent more time in, in Manchester, you know, apart from London, it's like, I've really spent a lot of time in that town. And I've still got, I've still got, you know, I still manage the Mondays up there, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, so they, they all kind of, they all kind of like me, thank God. Bit of a second home. It is. Um, so what about shenanigans then? Have you seen any sort of ludicrous behaviour in restaurants or anything you can... Probably remember. I can't, rem- I can't actually remember any ludicrous behaviour, but I've probably seen everything at some point. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I tell you a story when I was in New York and I, I went with one of my New York friends. We went into this place in Mercer Street opposite the Mercer Hotel. Do you okay. know that? No. Do you know that? It's actually it's, it's, it's Japanese. And then anyway, we went in, me and my pal, and we went, oh, like, just give us that, 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 and that, and that, and give us that. Not thinking too much, right? And then had this, they brought the platter, Mark. It was an incredible platter. Aye. I was like, oh, this is amazing, right? And then we got the bill, $340. And <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? And you couldn't say, it'd been amazing food. Yeah. You couldn't really complain. Because so it was like, it, you asked for it, McGee. They served <laughs> up. So fucking, yeah, I bought a $340 fucking meal last night. That was painful, man. You know what I mean? Uh, well, I felt I think, like a fucking idiot. <laughs> well, I think I remember I, my, my first job with, with Enemy and Loaded, right? Yeah. And uh, I remember the editor after James Brown. Yeah. Was it Tim Southall? Was his name? Somewhere. Yeah, I think it was, yeah. He get, he get carried into, he get carried <laughs> into a restaurant, which I thought was a first, you know, that's that was great. quite an amazing thing. It's fucking great. That. Great. what we need. And uh, what about riders and all that kind of stuff? You know, what, what goes on these days with bands? What are you seeing? I think it's pretty... I mean, somebody like the Mondays now are like... And everybody's off drugs now. And... Uh, and it's pretty, I mean, I've actually had discussions with the rhythm section, Gaz and Paul, you know, about along the lines of like, you know, Sawyer Almond Milk, do you know what I mean? You know, it's quite mad, do you know what I mean? You know, you know and like, you know, McGee, can you tell the tour manager to get soya milk? I'm not that shit. And then just going back up to Irvine as well, like, I was living up there as a wee boy and I worked in our price and all that, and Oasis come to town with a circus tent. You know, <laughs> I was there, man. Aye, and what would you remember of that? 
It was quite edgy, actually. It was a lot of Glasgow, yeah. Coat Bridge and all that were in town and all that. It was, and that, it was you quite know. edgy. I remember walking through to go backstage and uh, it was proper gang culture that yeah. night, wasn't it? And I was like, oh, really? It's going to be a bit like this, is yeah. it? So it was an edgy night. Uh, McCoist was there. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. I introduced Liam to McCoist and like Liam was looking at like, Growling at him a wee bit. Really? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. You know, I don't know why, probably because he's Rangers. And uh, oh, and Ali, Ali was yeah. just like, hello. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know? and, then, and then McCoy spotted my missus, who was like, you know, you know, a character and quite fit. And, they, and he was like, uh, you know, McCoy's got the charm. You know, yeah, he's yeah, a cheeky yeah. charm, oh, aren't he? You know right. what I mean? Hello, how are you? Yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> that, Boys yeah. love him and women love him. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. 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 I, well, I just remember, you know, I worked on Earthprise and the, the bin ends. You just couldn't stack yeah. it fast enough, like the Oasis yeah. gear that was getting sold. Yeah. Who was the support? Because I'm sure it was, it was cast. cast. Yeah, and I think the other night was Ocean Coliseum. Mm-hmm. I think there was maybe two bands a night. I think you were right. Maybe I can't remember. Charlatans and Mannix, maybe. But it was, I was just the best night. And you know, the ticket was fifteen quid or something. Yeah. It was just like scandalous how cheap it was. You yeah, know, it was yeah. just incredible. You yeah, know. Yeah. And then the big what one, year was that? That Fact, was ninety five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that. Christmas, June 95, June 95 yeah, yeah. or maybe July, okay, June, yeah. July, yeah. but then the Christmas before had been Liam punching the microphone at the bars oh, right, and yeah. walking off and then I was getting the second free gig, yeah, which yeah. was wonderful, you know, that was, we were all happy, <laughs> plus you got to see Noel singing yeah, the yeah. whole set, which yeah, you yeah. never ever thought you'd ever get, I mean, yeah. things have changed now, but at the yeah. time you were like, wow, you know, yeah, yeah. but the comeback gig was electric, you know, when they come, <laughs> was it was there. 27th of December, I know, I was there, oh, brilliant. That was electric. That was the night that Noel was trying to get me to sign uh, Ocean Colourscene, who played, oh. and I just wasn't having it. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually now, I look back at it and go, that may be one of the mistakes I made. I should have maybe just signed them. Aye. But I, I just thought they were a bit too, at the time, I thought they were a bit too meat and potatoes, rock and roll band. But actually, the truth is, I think they're a pretty good band. Do you they're know what they're I mean? worshipped in Scotland. Yeah. They've just done yeah. their Scottish tour, yeah, haven't no, they? No. Uh, just unbelievable. No, they're good. They're good. Um, so on that point as well, who? what's your regrets then about who you didn't sign or any of these things? Who do you think, you know, like Ferguson not signing Gaza, you know, what's your regrets? I mean, I mean the main ones, I suppose, well, just it's just for a punk perspective, I love all the punk stars. Lydon once phoned me up and went, Mr McGee, we shouldn't work with each other, should we? And I was like, because I don't want to work with my heroes sort of thing <laughs> yeah. I don't think so and I went that's why I thought <laughs> oh so it was like a but, riddle yeah but I, I mean I, 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 we probably should have signed John Lydon yeah because he wasn't doing anything at that point you know that would have been amazing and then the big one Nebworth yeah man what is the memories of that I mean there's loads but you know I mean it was it was good you know it we, I don't think we really understood it was the end of the Britpop thing, really. Yeah. You know, it was the peak moment, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. For Oasis, anyway. I think I've always seen Oasis, like, above Britpop, though. You yeah, know? but, I mean, it was it was that moment that was they, yeah. they were part of, that it was, that was the big... I mean, they all went on, and there were loads of other good Oasis tracks after that, mm. but that was a key moment, really, wasn't it? Yeah, Networth. that was a big one. I'm gutted, I missed it, but no, I went, I, I did Loch Lomond, so... I went up to that one I instead. I there as well, yeah, yeah. But that was edgy up there as well. There was a lot of, a lot of boxing going on that, that day as well. Yeah. 
And what about now then? So you've get you've kind of got a lot of your bands coming back, you know. So Ride, yeah. for example. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. they're smashing yeah. it at the moment. Yeah, their new stuff, yeah, super, yeah, yeah. really good. But it, do you know that way bands make a comeback and it's usually yeah. a bit hit or miss? But yeah. they seem to be just as good as I it was. I must say that our bands for that that period, the eighties and the nineties, have all come back and done quite well. It's slow yeah. dive, come back big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they've arguably are bigger now than they were back in the day. Yeah. Or they are. They are yeah. not even arguable. Yeah. They are. They're, yeah. oh, they're much bigger. They're a big band. I'll be going big. And what about now then? So, you know, DJing, speaking to her, managing I, bands? I, I, I DJ a little bit. I don't really DJ that much. Uh, although I think I've got a, a Tokyo gig December 31st DJing. So that's what I'll be doing at Christmas. But, um, but uh, yeah, I've got the speaking tours whatever you want to call that the, the one man show thing uh, I've got the film I'm doing the label which is I'm putting out a load of records and then I manage bands with creation management so I'm busy you know? what, what's the 23 on the end of creation then? it's just my favourite number it's not, it's not anything it's not anything uh, it's not anything it's cool it's just I like it is it a Michael Jordan thing basketball no, or any no, of that it's None. just my lucky number is it? it yeah 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 that's interesting yeah it's usually a lot lower like, you know your fives or sevens or whatever <laughs> so you're saying you've had a well-travelled life and, and all that stuff. What's the highs? What's the best moments in music, food, business, life? You know, what's... Well, I think, I mean, it's a cliche, but, but I mean it. It's like having your kids. Right. That was amazing. Um, you know, I think you know, if you start something like creation, creation's still essentially going. It's creation management, uh, creation songs, a publishing company, mm. creation 23... It's still a thing, do you know what I mean? You know, yeah. it'll probably be a thing till I die, you know. Yeah, yeah, I'll keep going, keep yeah. moving, moving on. And then, what about the worst moments? Then, what's what's the lessons you've learned that you'd pass on to people in life and business, all these kind of things? I mean, some of some of what happens to you in life, you can't change. Do you know what I mean? And you know, you get dealt a shit hand in the beginning, which I was basically, but it could have been a lot worse as well. Aye. It could, I mean, it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't that bad. Do you know what I mean? It was shit, but it wasn't. I want to die. Bad, yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean? It was like it was just. It was a. It was a hard upbringing in the mm-hmm. beginning. Essentially, probably should have. You know, the drink, the drugs. I should have been a bit more careful with. But ultimately, it didn't actually break me, and uh, and, and you know, in the long run, uh, you know, maybe it helped me in some bizarre way. Do you know what I mean? You know, yeah. just if you know, it made me a bit stronger. So resilience. Yeah. Yeah. And how have you found being Scottish internationally as well? But that's okay. Outside Scot, outside uh, Britain, that's kind of like it's like a bit like being Irish. People love the Scots and yeah. the Irish, don't they? Do you know what I mean, they're not they're not so cool about the English, but they do love <laughs> the Scots and the Irish. You know? um, when I first came down here, Mark, I don't know what what year did you come down? 99, 98, 99, So you were young, yeah. mate, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. you were 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, yeah. Was there was there was a Scottish racism going on then? Massive. Was it? Yeah, yeah. I never got it. Yeah, yeah. I never got it at that point. But it stopped for me. Maybe it's because I started to be unsuccessful. It started mid mid up to the mid eighties. I was just if I was out and having a drink, you 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 jock bastard. Yeah. It's always going on, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would get it a lot. And then it got to probably I'm going to say eighty six, eighty seven. That's when I started going. You know, actually starting to do quite well. Yeah. 
and it kind of fucked off and yeah, out of my life. Yeah. You know what I mean? But up to that point, I used to get your job bastard off yeah. the people in pubs and the English guys when they had a few drinks yeah. all fucking time, Just man. All the time. Well, I tell you when I last got it, it was at Liam's uh, oh. thing, his, his film premiere. Yeah. And went along and these two lads started... You Scottish, Neil Luck, you know, blah, blah, and then impressions, and then did it, all the stuff. So yeah. you, you were getting it, right? But it, it's that way that you just hope that people take you for you and not the accent you've got, yeah, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. But having said but that, the, the other way around it is, it's actually benefited me a few times. Oh, Do you know what I mean? Gets yourself quicker at a bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hello, sure. how are you? <laughs> Buckfast. Now. Buckfast, now. Buck <laughs> now. Um, and we're talking a little bit of Spotted Pig. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I know, but I know the guy he used to manage the Smiths. That's how I know him. Right. That's how I kind of knew him. I managed the Mary Chain. He managed the Smiths, and then he got that restaurant together. Right. Uh, and uh, I don't think they asked me to invest in it, but they've asked me to go to it a few times. And mm-hmm. Jay Z's it's his favourite drinking club, isn't it? Is it? Oh, yeah. Although he loves it, he's got shares in it. Oh. And then it's it's like and it's it was doing really well up to the to Ken getting getting pulled for the sex stuff you know? right well it, look it, it seemed like people were turning against it maybe in the last year you've seen it on Twitter like restaurant critics going isn't it as good as it was and did it but I mean essentially it's pretty much a gastro pub have, have you been to it no I've, I've, I've been just to seen it pictures of yeah, it and seen the but, menu and that but, but essentially it seems like it's a gastro pub that if it was here you'd Probably, I don't know if you'd even look twice at it, you know what I mean? probably because it's New York and it's, yeah. it's a really British pub. Yeah. And, and it's kind of like, oh, it's cool. Yeah. You know? I don't imagine it's very good. <laughs> <laughs> it maybe it's quite cool. But yeah. They supposedly sing Wonderwall at the end of the, every night, don't they? Shut up. What? No, yeah, 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 supposedly, yeah, yeah. Because that's when Jay-Z had the fallout with Noel. That's what he was saying. I, I sing Wonderwall every night at my bar. And that, that was his bar. <laughs> and uh, I guess... It'd be remiss of me, and for the listeners, not to talk about Oasis yeah. now. Yeah. What's the deal? What, well, what I mean, are you seeing? As much as I know, I mean, I don't know anything, ultimately. You know, I don't, I just think, I mean, you may as well start talking about aliens. Because it's like, you know, I don't know if aliens exist either. Do you know what I mean? You know, it's like, you know, who knows? I mean, yeah. I, I can't, I just can't see it. You know, I mean, they're getting on so badly. So I don't think that's going to change. Yeah, you know what I mean, not in any time soon will yeah. they be getting back together. And what do you think of the new stuff? The pair of them it's sort of very different. O- it's not as good as Oasis. You know what I mean? Neither one of them are doing anything as good as Oasis. But it's like, but they're artists, and that's what they're doing. Yeah. So you have to respect that and go yeah. fair play. You know. Yeah, go and have their journey. And Liam, some of the songs Liam's getting are pretty good, I reckon. And I must admit, no, he's just still got that great pop thing. I mean, even when I'm like, I'm not sure about that record, and then you, you, you hear Black Star dancing another two or three times, and you go, actually, I really yeah, fuck. yeah, it's a really good song. He's not, he's just a great writer. Yeah, no, he's got it. He's yeah. got it. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. So last couple of things, I'll need to let you go and go on with your life. Um. So there's a wee feature at the end of this uh, called Mark Out of Ten. So it was right. just a few questions. Best city to eat in. Um. Probably London. Yeah. Yeah. Still. Yeah, yeah. And favourite restaurant? What's your go-to? The one next to my house. What at the moment? It changes all the time. Uh-huh. Every couple of days, probably me. Wawa and Tower Bridge Road. It's okay. a great sushi restaurant. Is brilliant. it? Yeah, it's brilliant. Okay. Right. Need to check that out. Has it got the the sushi train, or no, is it just no, no, comes no. To you? It's just it's an amazing sushi restaurant. Does it look as if it is going to be? But then. 
you know, he doesn't even look like a restaurant, and then Aye. you get in it, but it's fucking great. Nice. I need to check that one out. Favourite dish? What's your go-to? The Mackie set in the Wawa place at the moment. Is it? Yeah, yeah. What, and it's got the nori around it? Sort of thing, is it? Is it's it it's got it's salmon, kind of little, little, Aye. little pieces. Of yeah. It's fantastic. Nice, nice. Go-to drink these days? Um, Probably just... I mean, it's boring to say it, just water, man. Uh, you know what I mean? You know, I, I don't mind. I mean, I, I mean, I suppose that is. I mean, I love Coca Cola, full full body. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's a bit of indulgence. So yeah, yeah. And before, what would that have been? What would that have been your go-to? Um, when I was drinking, aye. Different points in the nineties, probably Jack Daniels or Sapporo. Oh yeah, and the uh, big and the big cans. Yeah, yeah, they were amazing. Do they still exist? Yes, yeah. Do they? she still sell them. Fuck if I'm ever relapsed, I'm going to fucking get in and do that. And, and yeah. uh, you still and, can't crush them. Oh, but uh, amazing. Yeah, and uh, and then I suppose red wine, yeah. white white wine. When I was a bit older, yeah. yeah. But you know when I was when I, I had a relapse about fifteen years ago, uh-huh. and uh, on wine for a couple of years. So there you go. And then sacked it off. Yeah. right well listen I'm going to let you go right, it's well. been a real pleasure to talk to you right, and mate. thanks for coming along because oh, no, that's a big it. deal it's good you know what I mean just so I mean I just didn't know if I could have done it you know but because I've got Las Vegas playing yeah I've been in for this but yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. alright mate nice thanks. thanks so much cheers yeah. Alan thank you so there you have it the mother of creation uh, Mr Alan McGee that was just stunning to sit down with him and spend some time and talk about music and business and food and back home Glasgow and all these things. Just so excited to be in his company. I really hope that you learned a lot. And although it's a slightly lateral topic, and as I say, being a bit selfish of me to have him on the podcast, but when you get chances like that to meet your heroes, you've really got to take it. So Really amazing advice, great chat, loads in there and just an incredible spirit and human being and I I just wish him all the best with all of his new ventures and I cannot wait to be first in line to go and see his life story movie by Irvin Welsh and Danny Boyle. It's going to be incredible. A huge thanks also to BDOR sponsors for supporting us from day one. They've been just hugely supportive and really helping spread the word about the podcast and I'm hopefully spreading the word about their good services too. So, you know, do get in touch with them if you need anything at bdo.co.uk. Huge thanks also to all of you for listening and sharing with your friends and rating, reviewing and getting in touch. Really is amazing every week, so thanks so much for that. Huge thanks to Gaz and Gabby, as ever, for putting the podcast together. So this is me, Mark McSee, signing off. Bless you. Thanks for listening. I hope you've really got a lot out of this podcast. And although it's a little bit out of food and drink and marketing, I hope there's a lot of business advice and ambition advice and drive advice that will really help you and your brand boom. Boom.